This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and immersion. And their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week we have Ellie Demarchialaire, her wife writes her social media, who is a proud <laughs> queer disabled woman, disability rights campaigner, national spokesperson for Every Australian Counts. So this is a special episode on a Monday. It is. So normally we put out a snap pee. This is more important than any snap pee this is probably one of the most important episodes Mandy and I have done. Yeah. And we would like you to listen with an open heart. Yeah. Even if you think you already know how you're going to vote in the upcoming Australian federal election. Which is the 21st of May. Yep. And this is the Monday of the it's 21st. This Saturday. Yeah. So this Saturday, it's election day. You can go and get your sausage. You can buy a cake. You yeah. may have pre Democracy, voted. sausage. Yep. You may be voting this week. Yeah. So we decided instead of putting this episode out on Thursday, we need it earlier. So yep. ta-da. Here it so is. So we're going to be talking about, of course, the, the NDIS, NDIS. Um, which we know 
everybody that listens to this podcast is passionate about. Oh my gosh, it's and such a moving episode. We would really like you to share this. Yeah, We've never share asked it. you to share yeah. our episodes before. Yeah. This one, we want to see it shared. Yeah. And we want everybody to you know. You actually must. Yeah, you must. We don't ask for much. No, we don't. We, we ask for rate and reviews. Yep. And today we're asking you to share this. Please, please share it. And you, there's a call to action at the end. Hopefully we can see some of you at the call to action. But have a listen today. There's no episode out on Thursday. Um, we've just got a really busy, intense week. Um, but we thought that this needed to come out today. today. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. So it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right. This is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. I am beyond excited about this. And I just feel like today's the day. If you're in Australia. Yeah, if you're in Australia. And sorry, if you're not in Australia, really, really interesting topic, but this is for our Australian. People. Yes, that's so, right. So yeah, we're just going to get straight into yeah, it. Yeah. So would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, hi. Well, let me be very clear. So my name is Ellie Demarchelier. I'm the national spokesperson for the Defend Our NDIS campaign. Yes. And my wife writes my social media bios. Yes. Not my like captions. Got although it. She does like to have approval proof, like she likes final approval um, <laughs> because I was saying off air that she likes to think of herself as my Chris Jenner. Yeah. Like she's going to, she's going to push me out, make sure I'm on, you know, I have a perfume, yes. I have a car label. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, my wife Chantelle, who's actually feeling very unwell today, mm. so props to her. Um, loves to approve my social media posts before they go out, which is hilarious. Um, uh, but, yes, she writes my bios. Um, but, yeah, that's me. Yes. Well, awesome. we're thrilled to have you on. Thank you for giving us your time. Yes. Let's get to our questions. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, question number one. Do you have a song or a band that, like, really either gets you up in the good times or, like, lifts you in the bad times? Oh, I've been waiting for this question. <laughs> I've been thinking about it and I think unless you work on campaigns, you don't understand the true power of a good campaign playlist. Mm. So I've worked on a few campaigns. Um, I think before Defend Our NDIS, my favourite campaign was actually with the Parenthood and we ran a campaign in... Oh, it was back in like 2017 um, to save paid parental leave when Tony Abbott was trying to cut it. And yes. um, oh, that playlist was very strong in the feminist working woman like anthem. Yes. Like I couldn't I couldn't play uh, Dolly Parton's nine to five for a good like six months after <laughs> that campaign. Um so I thought, okay, I'm not going to do my whole life like what is my song. I'm going to do what has got me through this campaign yes, to make right. it a bit easier on myself. Right. Um, and th- there is a song that I have gone to when I have particularly at the beginning when I got this job and I knew I was going to be national spokesperson doing a lot of media. Mm. I had severe imposter syndrome. Mm. I had severe like doubt that I could do it. Mm. And there's a song by Beyonce called Freedom. Yep. And I have lent on that song 
throughout this campaign. Um, and not just because that, well, firstly, they have, it has this great line that's like winners don't quit on themselves. Mm. And I have like, every time I have imposter syndrome, I'm like, winners don't quit on themselves. Yes. We're going to win this campaign. I'm not going to quit on myself right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's this great line also with the, in terms of the disability rights movement, mm. you know, it's, it talks about like freedom, freedom, I want freedom too. Mm. And I think about particularly all the people with disability still, still living in institutional mm. settings mm. and they want freedom too. Yes. And so that song, when I have been doubting myself, mm. probably become a little bit too in my own head yep, yep. has gotten me out of it. Yeah. And awesome. then when I, we have had great days, um, really great days. I have, I love going back to this song um, and I came to love this song because of the movie Crip Camp, yeah. um, which Barack Obama was the executive producer yes. on. And it, it tells the story of the disability rights movement in America. Yes. Mm. It has incredible, like, archival footage. It's horrific, like, w- what it used to look like. Mm. Um, but in that movie was um, For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. Oh. And as I, you know, stop children, what's that sound? Um yeah. And it's like that real anthem of like change mm. from the 1970s, mm. which of course is the era mm. of protest. Yes. yes. And um, I just feel so uplifted mm. by that song. So those are my those are my two Great songs. Great awesome. and, and, and I knew this question was coming, of course, because <laughs> of your podcast. And so I thought, why keep my campaign? like playlist to myself yeah yes. so I, I have um created a defend our ndis Ooh. um profile and on it um is two playlists um we have our listen up and get fired up playlist so this right. is the playlist that i listen to when i'm like okay got to get in the mood yep. of like yeah yep. change is gonna happen we can do it yeah and then i have a like real true blue or the icons ah. playlist um because we've had uh, I think of it as the NDIS is an Aussie icon. It is. So, the, he, so here are all the Aussie icons Aww. that we love in music. Oh, so um, just search in Spotify, yep. um, defend our NDIS, and you'll see our two playlists. Oh, awesome. We will share yeah. that. We will share that. Yep. Yeah. We'll sh- awesome. And Sorry in the show the notes. No, no, awesome. We love um, it. We have no time yeah. limits on answers. We just <laughs> we just go with it. It's hey? not the leaders' debate. No, no, it's not the leaders' no. debate. <laughs> no one's going to gong in. No, no, that is true. Right, <laughs> and it's three Thank women, God. so we'll be respectful. Yeah, and allow people to yes. have an opinion. We'll actually be able to answer the question: yes. What do we like about each other without putting a dig at the end? Yes, yes. we will. Yes. We sure yes. will. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us: Did you win any awards at school or in your? Life as an adult. Oh my god! When I told Chantel, my wife, that this question was coming, she <laughs> immediately was like, "Oh my god, here comes the story." <laughs> so you guys will never believe. I at school, I won the Kevin Rudd um, Citizenship and Leadership Award. Ooh, that was the title wow. of my award, right? Kevin Rudd is an um, ex prime minister. Yep, Kevin O seven. Yeah, which sounds. So, like, elaborate and, mm. like, esteemed. Mm. Truth is, 
Kevin Rudd was my local member. Oh. And he, he, like, um, it was in high school, so year 12. He, he picked the year 12 person that he thought showed the most community spirit oh. and the most likelihood to create change no. after high school. Well, he was right. Yeah. Look, Kevin Rob was onto something. He was, yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, that's yeah. great. The, yeah, so um, my Kevin Rudd Citizenship and Leadership Award is like out in the world, and my partner Chantel is mortified. <laughs> Do you? I we need it. a photo of it. Do you yeah, have? You a still cop- got a photo yeah. of it? Oh, I'm pretty sure I have the letter from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Send it to us. We'll yeah, pop I'll it up somewhere. It yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Even my excited little face holding it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best, the best. Because I was a, I've been a true news politics nerd since I think I was about seven. Wow. Yeah. So, like, when 9-11 happened, everyone, you know that whole feeling of, like, where were you when 9-11 yes. happened? So, 9-11, I would have been nine. Mm. Where was I? It was 11 o'clock at night in Australia, time mm. difference-wise. Mm. Mm. I was up with my parents watching the West Wing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which tells you everything right. <laughs> everything you need to know about me as a child. Oh amazing. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well that gets us yeah. to our next question. Yes. Can you tell us why you're a member of our P tribe? Well, I'm a proud person with disability, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Um I um, don't think I've always said that. Mm. Um, I think I've always said I'm a person with disability. Mm. I've never tried to hide it. I've always tried to claim it. Mm. Um, but in the last five years in particular, I have I have proudly stepped into that identity as proudly as I, you know, wear my rainbow flag and yes. go to, you know, Mardi Gras. It's yes. an identity just mm. like, um, being LGBTI yes. is or mm. um, any other kind of identity that we celebrate. Mm. Disability is actually an identity that should be celebrated. Yes, absolutely. Um, instead, it's still looked on as something that is of pity. Yeah, and I think I'm a member of the, you know, you tribe because I think you guys feel the same way about disability that I do. We, yeah. really, we really do. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we really, yeah. really do. Great yeah. answer. Yeah, excellent answer. <laughs> We, we, I, I saw you the other night on an Every Australian Counts. It was a night. Mm-mm. It was live streamed. Yep. I sat there with my daughter, Molly, <laughs> oh. and, and we were, it was just so moving. Mm. And I just thought, oh, it was like a light bulb. Yes, we need to talk about this before the election yeah, on our we podcast. we really do. Yes. So thank you for agreeing to come on. Yes. I remember. That was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I it was bet. It was mm. huge. It was our, yeah, we had just pulled off a national day of action, yes. held, you know, almost 40 events around the country, thousands yes, of people getting so involved. And in the planning of that, I had said, you know, we talked about doing like a candidates forum that night. And I said, like, I think we need to do something fun. Yeah. Like, I actually think the disability community is really good at winning mm. campaigns, mm. Um, particularly over the last three years, like independent assessments, yes. which was mm. a really awful proposal mm. yes, it was. and that they wanted to bring into the NDIS, mm. um, got scrapped because of mm. the campaigning that we did. Yep. All of the COVID fights we had to have, yes. we won lots of them. 
Um, but we're not very good at celebrating our wins yes. and just enjoying the achievements True. and celebrating each other. Yeah. So I was like, let's have some fun. And I think our camp- my campaign team looked at me like, oh, God, like, <laughs> is this a waste of resources? No. Like, um, but it actually ended up being just joyous. Mm, and yes. um, But also for me personally, it was like, um, a million things going on in your head at once, yeah. having to like host a thing like yes, that. So, yeah, enormous. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. 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 It was yeah. terrific. Incredible work. I, I just think so much I work. remember when I first found Every Australian Counts mm. years and years ago and my friend Helena and I did a afternoon tea at our children's mainstream mm. school and we just we just thought we're going to we're going to fill them up with yummy cakes and tell that whole school that they need to fight for the NDIS. Mm. And um, that was the first time I'd sort of done something like that and I was so proud. Mm. And mm. and people were like, what are you talking about? We don't even know what this is. No, or the fact that you need to fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, we shouldn't have to no. because if you think back to when it was introduced, it was supported in a really bipartisan way it across was. the parliament. Yep. Everyone in the parliament voted to create it. Mm. Um, like, you know, I just talked about, you know, running a campaign against Tony Abbott, but mm. give props to Tony Abbott as opposite, opposition leader mm. back then. He actually did support the creation of the NDIS. Mm. Um, so it was completely bipartisan. And I think uh, Australians with disability took that to mean that there was security in a promise that they were being given, that the NDIS would always be there. Yeah. Um, I the felt like that as a parent. I, I yeah. thought, okay, she is going to be yeah, looked it's, after. It's Medicare. That's yeah. what, like, it's, it's not going yeah. anywhere. But that's, now we know even Medicare can, yeah, yeah you know. And I think uh, why so many people have showed up to the Defend Our NDIS campaign is because they feel like, that promise has been broken. Yes. Yeah. Well, it has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was and it's so frightening. hard fought yeah. and such a relief to get. And, and then... also an ongoing slog anyway. Yeah. 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 Tell us about what the NDIS means to you. What has it meant? What was it like starting on it? How did you navigate it? Oh, look, um, I, I have so much privilege in this area in terms of navigating it. My mum... Is someone that was instrumental in the rollout of the NDIS mm, in Queensland, right? So un- understood how it worked. Um, it didn't mean I got it any earlier. Let me yeah, 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 Queensland, yeah. There was rollout. Yeah. No, because there were rollouts. Yeah, and Queensland yeah. was the last state to be rolled. Right, one of the last yeah. states to be rolled out, and then they rolled it out in Queensland by like local council area and oh. Brisbane Metro where I live is was the last one. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. And then um when I sent my access request form into the NDIA, they lost it for seven months. Yeah. They actually just lost the form. Um so but I was privileged in that I had people to ask questions mm. of that knew the answers. Mm. Um, but you asked me what it means, and that's why I love the song Freedom, mm. is I have been saying constantly, the day that I opened my first NDIS plan, and I feel really lucky that I was actually in my mum's office mm. when the email hit my inbox, it was Freedom Day. Yeah. Like, it truly was. It was the first time in my life 
that I gave myself permission mm. to start to imagine a life where I didn't have to depend on my, particularly my parents mm. and or other people mm. to live a life of like to live safely mm. and to live securely. And I could start to dream of actually like following my career and my dreams and my aspirations and doing things that I'd always wanted to do but couldn't do without just like I was sitting in a wheelchair when I opened that first plan that I had bought from the Audi special buy section like you know like my feet didn't touch the foot plates Mm. like you know so basic you know Mm. I had Mm. never received a dollar of disability support when Mm. I got my first which is of the 500,000 people currently on the NDIS, 280,000 of them have never received That's disability right. support yeah. before that. My so husband's one why, of those. Mm. My husband has yeah. a severe hearing loss and so he's paid for hearing aids since he was 18. Mm. And, yeah, after some fights, we've got some help finally. But, um, yeah, yeah, I know that yeah. in our own little family. And, yep. and don't get me wrong, even with all my privilege and understanding and knowledge, implementing that first plan was really challenging yes like it, like it was really hard but we got there yeah and getting really great support workers yes and getting the like getting my first custom-made wheelchair oh, that was probably the most like the most just freeing mm. materialistic item it meant I actually got to go to work full time yes. and yes. like yeah I just I love that wheelchair. I still have it even though it's not it's I've moved on to an electric mm. wheelchair now. But I look at that wheelchair and I just go like I just remember that being yeah everything to me. Yeah. yeah. And I want people to stop for a minute and just listen to that. Mm. Because isn't that a society we want that we as a community as a country says we want to we want to do this for our people. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's access clear, that, counts. Yeah, well, every Australian every counts. Right. Like, yeah. um, but that custom wheelchair, which can I say, there are no bells and whistles when it comes mm. to wheelchairs. Like I was shocked, um, just as someone who loves pretty things, I was shocked that I couldn't even choose the colour of mm. it. Yeah. Like there were no colours. So like there's no bells and whistles to it. It is incredibly practical custom wheelchair, $15,000. Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah. So you can, people go, why were you sitting in a wheelchair from Aldi? And it's like, because that was $180. Yes. And the custom wheelchair was $15,000. Where was I going to get $15,000 from? I mean, it's more than a car. Yes. Yeah. Um, You know, so, and I couldn't work because I didn't have a wheelchair to get me work so without an income how are you gonna save 15 grand exactly yeah yeah so i think people don't understand um a very good very good um young disability advocate named hannah divany yeah um i was on a yeah i was on a panel discussion with, with her the other day and she said buying disability goods is like going into a shop and adding the word wedding it just yes. increases the price of everything by like so true 20% and yes. i'm like oh my god that is so true yes um so 
everything that is disability related is very expensive. Mm, mm. Mm. It is. It is very yeah. expensive and not a lot of choice. Well, I think we used to have to go yeah. to the shop with the special um, vibrating watch for my husband. Now, you know, my daughter has an um, an iWatch, whatever it's called. Yeah. What are they called? Yeah. And it vibrates. And I think, oh, we didn't have to go and spend all that money on that special watch. Like, yes. you know, but times have changed. But, but yes, yeah. we went to that specific place that probably upmarketed everything. But mm. those things... Actually, you say times have changed like it just happens automatically. No. But that actually has become more available because of schemes yes. like the NDIS, yes. which has invested more money into making products that are accessible. Mm. And now that companies are making more money off accessible products, they are able to produce, you know, a cheaper line that are now being sold. Like I go to Kmart and yeah. there's like a mobility section. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm like, the hell was this yes I, but it's only because these companies are now yeah able to um sell to ndis yes, that's yes. right so there there's a market for it so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so when benefits everyone. It does benefit everyone. When when um you were approached to be the ambassador how did that feel what did you think about that oh look when um well, firstly, I was approached to work on the campaign and I just was, as a campaigner, like I'm just a campaigner in general, but I've, this is, you know, this is a campaign that fundamentally will change my life. Yep. The, the outcome will have the biggest impact on my life mm. than you can ever imagine. Mm. Um, so I, there was no way I couldn't. Like this is yeah. amazing. Um, but at the time I was approached for it, I had just started to pick up doing lots more media appearances, um, you know, really great TV um, TV programs like The Project had yeah. been interviewing me mm. more. And awesome. even like Tri Patricia Cavallis on yeah. Afternoon Briefing on She's ABC great. had had yeah. me on. A, yeah. And because of that, I really started to realize that I loved it. Like yes. I do love communicating with people about these issues mm. and, and trying to get people to understand what it's like mm. as a person with disability. Mm. And I said to my boss, I said, um, am I able to do like the media as part of my role? And he, he paused and I was like, oh, mm. this is going to be a big fat no. And he went, your campaign's spokesperson. Why didn't I think of this earlier? <laughs> this is amazing. He went, he went, we're not even going to have to work for me there. They're going to be coming to us. Yes, I exactly. Like, oh. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect yeah. person. So Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. For people, we have people listening to our podcast from all walks of life. So just say we have someone who isn't touched by disability and doesn't need the NDIS. Explain to them why uh, we're having to defend the NDIS in this election. Okay, so um, to do that, I have to just explain what I'll do a little bit of history as quickly as I can. So um, 10 years ago when the NDIS was created, it was created because before that there were only state-based systems and the state-based systems were all different. They were patchwork, they were underfunded um, and they were all... um, standardized packages so you only got like a very small amount of money um based on your like disability type or age or Mm. a very standard um amount um and once the pot of money ran out in that state didn't matter how many more people with disability needed help you just didn't get it Mm. um and what ended up happening is you know it was only really meeting the needs of 5%, 10% 5%, 10% of people mm. with disability. So there were people with disability in Australia who were showering once a week, mm. who were getting one meal a day mm. because they didn't have the support they needed mm. to to be able to just meet those very basic mm. human needs. Mm. And so we had a productivity commission um, do an investigation into this exposed all of that and as a country we decided that's not good enough like we are not okay with Australians only being able to shower once a week Mm. not being able to eat not being able to drink not good enough we want better so we created the NDIS which is not a welfare system it is not a standardized system it doesn't matter if it's not about people with disability competing against each other for the small amount of money that's left. Mm. What it is, is it's an insurance-based scheme because it understands that if you invest money in people with disability, you will in turn see, you will receive receive an economic return mm. in the long run. And ultimately, you'll end up spending less on them as time goes on because their health will improve. Yes. Um, but that investment needs to be incredibly individualized. Mm. You cannot put people with disability into standardized boxes. And you guys would understand better than most that, you know, you can put two people with the same disability or the same age standing next to each other and they can have completely different support Mm. needs. Absolutely, completely different. Mm. So having those standardized criteria was just not okay so the ndaa um created plans for people based on their 
roles. So they could choose like three goals they wanted for that year. Um, And then their health professionals would write reports about what supports they believe they needed that were reasonable and necessary. And then um, a planner would meet with the person with disability and then make a plan and um, away it went. And that's Mm. what happened with my first plan. I remember sitting down with the planner for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and really talking her through what my life was like, um, what it had been like without support, what I really hoped to get out of the NDIS. Mm. And then she went away and a week later, she like she wrote the plan and a week later she sent it to me. Mm. But what has happened and why we need to defend the NDIS, and I'm not saying defend it as it currently stands, mm. hell no. Mm-mm. I'm saying we need to defend that original mm. promise, that original idea that we came up with is that particularly over the last 12 months, the government has moved to continue to push more and more changes uh, to the NDIS that um, push people with disability into standardised boxes Mm -hmm. and try and force them to meet Mm standardised rules. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, Shock horror, everyone's plans are being cut. cut. Yeah, really and, when, cut. and when I say cut, I don't even mean 20, 30, 40%. I'm hearing stories of people's plans being cut by 75% yep, yep, yep. in on, one year. Yep, yep. And all of this is against the wishes of their treating health professionals. Yep. Um, it's horrific. Yep, it um, and then on top of that, to add, like, to add salt to the wound, um, the NDIA appeals process is the most soul-destroying mm. thing I have ever yeah, yeah. come across in my life. And it puts people, it is funneling people through to the AAT, the Administrative Tribunal, and what people are having to do is they're showing up to this tribunal and they're finding that they're arguing their case for themselves or for usually a lot of the time for their kids mm. to get the supports that they need. And on the other side, arguing for the NDIS or the NDIA are two, three, four top tier lawyers, lawyers evil. funded by the NDIA. Mm. And I was talking to um, a lawyer, a disability rights lawyer down in Victoria, and she said that the record she had seen of um, the number of lawyers fighting a person with an intellectual disability no. was 14 no. lawyers. 14 oh lawyers God. paid by the NDIA to fight a person with an intellectual no. disability to stop them from getting the support they need. No, no. I can't. It stop. is. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so oh. upset. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, it is terrible. I hate. Um, I don't mean to upset no, no, you. No, 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 no. My husband um, went yeah. and fought right to the. To the end, and he won, but it was really hard. But he's a really, and he's really a, intelligent, organised man. But he was like, yes. "This is absolutely terrible." Yeah, it's so and wrong, and people hearing. don't know. No, no, and this is the thing. I am hearing the ones that break my heart mm. are are the mums mm. that are sitting up at the kitchen because. 
I don't know, there's something about mums of disabled kids that you all have this twinkle in your eye and I go, oh, there's my mum, there's my mum, I've spotted her. It's just this, like, determination, like you're not going to, I don't know if I'm allowed to you are. swear in this podcast. Yes. You're not, you're not going to fuck with nah, my kid. Yeah. Like, nah. no way. Like, nah. you all just have this determination. <laughs> and I love it because I see my mum instantly. Yeah. But I've spoken to, you know, a handful of mums, particularly of kids with autism, mm. and because they are being targeted more than yes, anyone yes, else. they probably yeah. are. Uh, yeah. And um, what they're saying is because, the other cruel thing about it is they're dragging it out six, seven, eight, nine months, yep. right? Yeah. So you're going through this for a really long, long time. time. And what these mums are saying is I'm staying up till two, three, four yeah. in the morning at the kitchen table preparing legal documents, yeah. knowing know. I'm going to go into the AAT tomorrow to fight two yes. or three lawyers from fancy law firms yes. in like – and I feel like I'm letting my kid down. Yes. Yeah. And how can we know how to handle that? What? How, how does? How does and, the government allow this? It's so wrong. It's and not unfair. even on. It's on Zooms. It's on. Yeah. Yeah. And can I say, even with all of all of the money they're pouring into to those really like the really expensive law firms yeah. that are supposed to be the best in the country. People with disabilities and their families are winning yes. more than the government. Yes. You know? And that says to you how bad the planning decisions yeah, are. That's right. That 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 and these are the ones that actually end up with a decision because most of the time families and people with disability end up settling because mm. they just don't want to go yeah. for it anymore. We nearly got there. Because, but yeah. he kept fighting. And I, I yeah. we were just like you have to fight for the people that can't. Yeah. Mm. That's what I said to him. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You, you can yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. It's so so even though they have all of that on their side, they are still losing more time than the people with disability. And what's that costing and them? It's just so insane. Millions. Millions. That word. And millions it is. Of, yeah. And so the mm. money that is supposed to be there to support with people with disability is being used to fight people with disability. Yes, it is. And so we have decided, you guys, we have decided, and I know this podcast goes to air on the 19th, Yes, but the 19th, if you hear it really early, mm. we are hitting the streets of Melbourne. Okay. Because um, we, we are going to. Yeah, we, we can put it out the day before. We'll That's put it fine. Out the day okay. before. It's yeah. our podcast. Yeah. We, are, yeah. we are hitting the streets of Melbourne. We are going to march from the NDIA down to the AAT. Oh. We are going to march. It takes about 30 minutes, we're hoping. We're going to march that 30 minute journey, what usually takes people with disability and their families nine months. Oh. And we are going to say, that the NDIS is supposed to be there to support us, mm. not fight us, mm. and that every political party that wants our vote mm. needs to commit to ending the system that that pits people with disability and their families up against lawyers yes. and yeah. the NDIA. Yeah. The, the NDIA and people with disability should not be fighting each other. No, this no. is not how it was supposed no. to work. This was supposed to be our scheme. Mm. Um, it has 
turned into this adversarial mm. um, process that it was never intended mm. to be. And I am so heartbroken, mm. but I am so determined for mm. all those families that just feel like that process broke them yeah. to I'm I'm in Brizzy, but I'm heading down to Melbourne um, to be there. I'm going to march. I am going to make it very clear mm. that this election is going to be the NDIS election. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, and I think it's had thank God, a lot of publicity. Mm. Like, I mean, maybe my I ears think, are clicked like, up to it, no, but I really think it has. No. Like, of all places, the mm-hmm. Daily Telegraph, which is not where <laughs> I usually, like, expect to find, um, no. you know, social social analysis of the NDIS that yeah. is, like, fitting of my values. Mm. Um, but they published an article a few days ago that said that the NDIS was, the work choices of this election. Ah, it was yes. the bubbling away issue mm. that the, both political parties didn't anticipate mm. there was such a red, hot, angry atmosphere out there about it. And, you know, um, that was firstly shown in the question from Kath friend, that incredible mum in the first debate yes. um, of the two leaders. Yes. Um, and then I think, in, in fact, I think, you know, what was called a gaffe by Anthony Albanese, which I personally, I'm not for memory quizzes. I'm yeah. not for the NDIS being used as a memory test. I'm not for that. No. Um, uh, and considering Labor announced its policy really quite early and signed on to the Defend Our NDIS campaign mm. on the day it launched, um, and we have yet to see our policy for the coalition. I'm a little, um, yeah, yeah. How dare they use that? As a skeptical, yeah, yeah. But that so-called gaffe again put the NDIS mm. on the political map. That then Albanese was out there talking about yes. his plan for the NDIS for days, um, and then at each each of those, um, you know, community town halls or roundtables. Mm. The NDIS keeps coming up for people. And so I really truly believe that if people with disabilities and their families can reach out and talk to their networks about what's at stake at this Mm. election, because I truly believe this is a this is a crossroads moment. Mm. Like this is a moment where we have a very two very distinct choices. And once we make that choice it's going to be very hard to turn it around um, and explain those choices to their family and friends and make sure that family and friends understand that they need to think of the NDIS when they go to vote. I think we can change the course of this election. I think, you know, and I really, I really want to make clear to your listeners and to your audience that any person with disability or family member the future of the NDIS has not been decided, mm. but I want to make sure we're the ones that write it. Yes. Like, we can't let anyone else decide no, what the future Ellie. is. Like, no. I'm not leaving it to them. No. Um, because we've seen what happens That's when that right. happens. Yep. But if we're going to write it, we have to show up yes. and show up big and we have to 
raise our voices now. Mm, mm. Um, like we cannot wait until after the election. No. That, well, yeah. no, and if, if we give a certain political party free reign, then they're going to be like, well, people didn't care. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, I, look, I... I've said all along throughout this campaign, you know, people ask me all the time, who should I vote for? Who should I vote for? And I say, I have spent the last six weeks, seven weeks of this campaign saying the NDIS, the NDIS has stopped listening to people with disability. Mm. People with disability and their families are the experts in their own lives. I would be a hypocrite Mm. to turn around now and say, well, I know who's best to vote for, Mm, mm, mm. for you. Like, I don't. I don't know who's best for you no. to vote for because I don't know where you live. Yep. I don't know the local candidates that are running. Yep. You know, I think um, I just really want people to understand what's at stake, mm. understand just the high-level issues of we need to stop the cuts Mm-mm. to individual plans. We need to change the appeals process Mm. um, to be far less adversarial and we need to put people with disability back in the driver's seat of their own scheme. Mm. Those three things. And if we can find out what our local candidates Mm. think on those three things, um, then you are the experts to decide who is best to defend the NDIS. Excellent Mm. answer. Go, peace. Find that out. Yeah. 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 And can I just say um, on the everyaustraliancounts.com.au website, we have a really easy tool that if you put in your postcode, oh, it, tells you you're ele- it tells you your electorate and then it brings up all the candidates running in your electorate and you can click which ones you want to email and then it brings up a template email, which oh. I highly recommend you should personalise, but um, yep. it's all there and then you just have to hit send once and it sends an email to all the candidates. Oh, I'm doing really good. As soon as yep. I get off this That's Zoom, right. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. So my two pieces of action for these final few days mm. is if you're in Melbourne, we really need yes. you to show up. Mm. Um, so I'm sure you guys will share all the details. We sure on, will. Yep. yep. But it's Melbourne CVD at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're not in Melbourne, I need you to use that easy email tool mm. and contact your local um, MPs. Mm. Uh, and finally, just, I always have to add one more, talk <laughs> to your friends and family. Yes, yes. Like you ha- do not understand, you know, politicians rarely persuade people to vote for them. That's right. Media rarely persuade people to vote one way or the other. It's usually friends and family having honest conversations at dinner, at brunch on the weekend. That's true. That actually changes people's minds. So like next time your mum rings or your grandma rings, Mm. actually bring up, hey, have you thought about the fact that, you know, there's – the NDIS is actually really at risk at this mm. election and, mm. you know, I really rely on that mm. for X, Y and Z. Mm. Um, have you thought about that when deciding who you're going to vote for? Mm. Have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Really important conversation. Yep. I'm already thinking of my Facebook post now. <laughs> Come on, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and keep it going as yep, well, like yeah. right up till 6 Absolutely. p.m. Yep. on the 21st. Yeah, yeah, we will. When um, one of my twins was talking to me about like who are you going to vote for and I was explaining that we don't vote for Anthony Albanese or Scott Morrison, we vote for our local member and, and he said, oh, um, that Anthony Albanese forgot something and I said, oh, he actually forgot um, the six-point NDIS plan. I said, but he got the paperwork and he read it and he said something which was like, um, why do people think it's so bad if you forget something? And like for mm. him, whose processing is really slow, um, yeah. might take him three or four times. So he was like, "What?" To him, that's not even a bad thing. Mm. Like I just think with our oh. whole socialization. <laughs> Thank you for. <laughs> I have. I thought the coverage of that was so able. Same. It was, and you think um, here's this kid going. Oh, does that is that, is a, that bad a bad thing? thing? Does that mean I can't be a leader? Yes. yes. And let me just tell you. Um, you know, no political leader remembers no, every dog win in every pack. And he, if He's you go humans. back and you watch him go to answer that question, the first words out of his mouth were, we need to listen to people with disability yes. and we need to stop the cuts. And then he was interrupted to tell the six points. Yes, they didn't let him and, Yeah, and And my, the reason I bring that up is, yes, he might not remember the six points, but he clearly had a value statement there that yeah. he was trying to deliver, um, which is very important. Mm. Um, you know, particularly from the prime minister, you know, he has ministers who can get into the detail of delivering. That's things. right. That's right. Yeah, but the course. prime minister needs to lead from a place of values. Mm. And I have been saying a lot, you know, because I constantly get asked about the costs of the NDAS. And yeah. And I say to people who ask me about that, um, that I explain that most of the issues with the NDIS right now actually have very little to do with money. I actually have most, mostly have to do with attitude mm. and respect mm. um, and how we think of people with disability mm. and how we treat them. And so I'm actually more interested in values right now as well as the policy key point. Mm. Um, so I was yeah. really disappointed that the NDIS was the policy area that was weaponized. In yes, that way. it was really horrible. I just thought, yeah, who, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And you just feel like, oh, I can't even bloody tell anybody. <laughs> like, mm. you know, you're sitting at home going, this is wrong. Mm. This is not how we do this. Mm. But hey, you do have a pretty big platform. That's true. Yeah, well, we're trying. <laughs> we are doing it today yes. and we will continue to do it. That's right. We That's really right. But thank you. And also, um, your son sounds like a pretty good leader in the making. Oh, and yes. I hope that was your I hope that was your comeback. That 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 leaders need to be empathetic and yeah. understand that people have different strengths. Yes. And and memory might be someone one person's, but it might not be someone else's. Mm. But like we can't all be good at everything. No, and I mean it's a real example of how much support all of the political leaders have. They've got people all around them remembering things of for them course. and helping them and we don't see that of as a weakness. Course. No. It's, yes. it's, no. It makes sense. It's a team effort. It's a team. And I yes. would be I'd be a bit scared if it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> We're not having a dictatorship. <laughs> no. Ellie, you yeah. made everything so clear. Oh. Thank you, thank you. You are the person for this job. You really are. Uh, Congratulations. You know I, this 
job has not only um, been incredible, um, but the thing that I was most scared of, I think, was having to, you know, talk about the messy side of politics, my own NDIS plan cuts, mm. which we didn't touch on today, but were pretty brutal, involved mm. things like only funding half of my catheter-related yeah. products and, you know, um, but it's only when I told the messy side of my story that I think I have become the best advocate I have ever been. Mm. And I just want that to be a reminder to people that being authentic mm. is the most powerful way of reaching other people. And don't be afraid if like your life is messier or different or um, not standardized. Yeah. We want to be individual. We should be individuals and you are more powerful as your authentic self. Oh, so, so true. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, right back at you guys. Oh, Thank you so just... much for giving me this time. Oh, so one last question that I've got is of all the political parties, what what is their NDIS platform? What is their statement? What are their policies? Do you know? Yeah, so um, I know for two-thirds. Well, if you think of it in Australia, there are two parties that can form government mm -hmm. and then there are the Greens that have representatives in both the lower house and the Senate. Mm. Um, of course, there are a huge rise in independence mm. at this election mm. and I just want to give a massive shout-out to David Pocock, an independent who showed up at our big night in. But he showed up after proactively reaching out to our campaign because he wanted to learn more about uh, the issue. Yeah. He went then went for coffee with one of our supporters to learn more. No like no media, mm -hmm. no fast. Yeah. Um, and this is the former Wallabies captain, yeah, David yeah, Pocock. Yeah, yes. And then he he came to two of our national day of of action events and then came to the big night in like mm. yeah he just no fuss about him mm. um, and i gave him five minutes to speak and he went oh i think i'll just use about one because i'm here to listen oh. and i was like oh yeah. my gosh you're our people yep yep um, anyway so just like shout out to the independents out there who mm. are making an effort to mm. listen but we do have the two major parties trying to form government, Labor and Liberal, and mm. the Greens who do play a role um, as the major minor party. Mm. The Greens um, have a very comprehensive um, election um, policy on the NDIS, um, and I think they have mostly focused on the fact that their um, NDIS spokesperson, Senator Jordan Steele-Johns, um, would be the first minister for the NDIS who is a person in, with disability. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but, you know, they have signed on to our campaign and agree with all of the principles of stopping the cuts, changing the AAT process, um, you know, putting people with disability back at the centre of the NDIS. Mm. Um, so the Greens have their policy. Um Labor released their election policy on the NDIS, um, I think it was the first week of the campaign. Mm. Um, but can I just say they also, I went down to Canberra, it was actually budget day to launch the Defend Our NDIS campaign. 
And I expected to just meet with some backbench MPs and senators. Mm. Um, but we actually secured a meeting with Phil Shorten mm. and Anthony mm. Albanese, wow. who um, he, Mr. Albanese, I have to say, um, he listened to my story of my NDIS cuts mm. and particularly the cuts that had affected um I had only received 50% of the funding I needed to um, to get through a year mm. uh, with, with my catheter bags. Mm. <laughs> and um, when I had rung the NDIA to ask, what, like, why, what am I going to do? Yeah. They said, well, can't you wash them out and reuse them? <gasps> oh. um, which, like, I am at massive risk of infection. Yeah, and no, you just can't. Like, yeah. No. Um, so, you know, I spoke to Mr. Albanese and Mr. Shorten about that and um, I was quite amazed that in the first debate in answering Catherine's question, Mr. Albanese brought up my story yeah. and having spoken to me at Parliament House and he not only, you know, understood that that is a terrible thing to do to mm. cut someone's plan, but he went on to explain that, I was at high risk of infection mm. and their penny pinching put me at risk of being in hospital. Mm. So ultimately they were likely to spend more money yep. um, with me in hospital. So he understood the whole process, mm. Mm. Um, which I thought was quite impressive for an opposition leader who would have meet with a million people yes. all the time. Yeah. Um, but then Bill Shorten has been really yeah. Yeah. Labor's NDIS, yeah. you know, person a long time. since. Yep. For a long time. And can I say, you start talking to Mr. Shorten about the NDIS and his, like, entire body, like, yeah. gets a bounce of energy. <laughs> he loves it. Um, and they released six points, which we now all know. Yeah. I don't remember the six no, points. No, but we, yes. But, um, <laughs> but the key ones being stopping the cuts, they mm. want to have a massive review, which has a very um, key focus on... Um, talking to people with disabilities and mm. their families and hearing from them mm. about what changes should be made to the NDIS. Mm. Um, but they want to lift the staffing cap at the NDIA because one of the issues is there's been a cap. The NDIA hasn't been able to increase the amount of staff they hire mm. and that has put so much pressure on, like, staff to have to turn over things yeah. quickly. Um, and uh, they've... they've agreed to advocacy funding um, for advocacy organisations out there that are struggling. Mm. Um, and they have signed up to the Defend Our NDIS campaign and our four ideas. Mm. We, have not, we have not seen a policy from the party that is currently in government, um, which I just find doesn't make me angry it actually makes me incredibly sad, mm. to be frank with you. Um, for this to be the party that is currently in government, the Liberal Party and the National Party, the Coalition, um, they have a story. To, like, you would think if you're in government, you have a story to tell. Mm. You have things you can point to and then you have a pretty good, you have all these people to help you work out what are your plans mm. for the future. Um, but they've released no plans for the future um, and, um, and in fact, when we, when our supporters have thrown National Day of Action events last month, mm. um, they were all very locally based, run by local people in local communities. Mm. 
most reached out to all their local candidates mm. and invited them along um, to the events. Um, and we did a wrap-up of around the country at the big night in. And um, it was just shocking for me to hear that each and every one of them said, you know, the Greens candidate showed up, the Labor candidate mm. showed up, these three independents showed up, but my local Liberal MP or candidate was not there. And I think um, Doogie Heard, who is a legendary NDIS campaigner, an incredible speaker, he was one of the people I threw to. And again, his event, the Liberal, no one from the Liberal Party turned up. And his point was, where are you that is more important mm. than speaking to people with disability or speaking about this issue? Mm. Who is more important? Yeah. What is more important? And why do you think that speaking to us is something that is is something that you can just clearly have decided not to do, mm. that it's not worth your time, particularly when, you know, there are so many votes on the line. There's 500,000 yes. people on the NDIS. There's 270,000 yes. people who have a job because of the NDIS. That's, right. that's a lot of votes. All the families. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of votes to just, like, decide you're not even going to, like, fight for. Yeah. Um, and so I just have been really saddened mm. that people with disability haven't been able to do that real clear comparison mm. of the two major parties. And I think what I've been hearing in the last couple of days more more and more is fear from people mm. with disability mm. and their families of, well, if they're not releasing their policy, then what aren't they telling us yes. they're doing? Yep. Um, and I was at a Queensland election forum and, again, like we had, they had Bob Catter himself show up. <laughs> they had someone from One Nation show yep, up. Yep, they yep. had Clive Palmer. Everyone but the Liberal Party, right? Unbelievable. Bill Shorten showed up. Senator Still John showed up. Everyone but the Liberal Party. And what was what was outrageous to me is the One Nation candidate very clearly at that forum said, "I think we should defund defund the NDIS." Mm. And the UAP representative um, kind of agreed. Yeah. Kata also agreed that we couldn't afford the NDIS. Mm. You know, if if the coalition is returned and then those people hold the balance of power in the oh Senate, yeah. we need some commitments and reassurances and we need to know what their plan is yes. so that we can have some confidence mm. and people are... Scared. Yeah. Yes. Um, and fair and enough. So, you know. I know. I always feel a little bit like I try. I'm always trying to be fair and yes. balanced and equal because I think people really deserve to know all the facts so they can make the right decision. Yeah. yeah. But it's really hard when one party has just decided to completely vacate the field. Yeah. Like there's nothing to point to. No. Um. And there is now like. Well, when we're recording this, there's nine days to go. Like, mm. well, how late are they going to leave it? Yeah. Oh, silence is loud. Silence is very loud. It's very loud. And growing up with an extremely conservative Christian mother, if you're not saying the truth, even if you're not talking, it's still a lie. Mm. <laughs> we need to know what the truth Look, is. Tell us. 
I'll let you guys say that with me. But, um, <laughs> um, I do think us. I do think it's really it's really sad that they haven't engaged mm. because I have seen like you know there was a state election here in Queensland not that far back and. Mm. The Liberal Party here, the LNP, engaged in all the debates. And yeah. it was good. It was good for the health of yes, the that's NDIS. Right. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, debates. it, is, yeah. it is strange. Mm. Very, very scary. Mm. Oh, well, it's up to everybody. Yep. Thank God in this country we have the right to vote. Yep. Right? And we are not telling yep. anyone how to vote. No. But we just want you to listen. Absolutely. Today. Not. Just listen. Yep. And have a really good thing. And not about take it. it for and not take it for granted. No. Yeah. That's no, right. definitely yeah. not. Yeah, definitely Thank not. Thank you, Ellie. Have we missed anything? No. Can I just remind people the three things? Yes, yes Melbourne please. protest, Melbourne protest on the nineteenth. Please come down and support all of those families that have been through the AAT process and demand a change. Yep. Go to everyaustraliancounts.com.au and fill in the write to your local candidate email mm. tool. It honestly, honestly takes less than five minutes mm. to contact all of the candidates running in your electorate. Mm. And finally, reach out to your friends and family and Perfect. talk to them about why we need to defend the NDIS mm. at this election. Excellent. Perfect. Thank perfect, you. Perfect. perfect. I know Mandy and I have got a gig next Thursday, but if we can get out of it early and enough, then I've got I will to get to the there. Royal Children's. I'll try. <laughs> but this is <laughs> no, my that's, life. That's your so life. But I, I will try and be there if I can. I'm, I've tried to get the gig at 9.30. I should be able to get into the city maybe a bit after 11, but yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? A protests always are a little bit like <laughs> getting everyone in order, you know, like yep. kickoff time is always a little very yep. If I can get come that, in, I will. Come in. Yep. I'd love to give you a big hug. Yes. Uh, a COVID safe hug. Go, yes. 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 Mask on. Yes. yes. That would be yeah. awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Thank, Thank you. Keep up the good Thank fight. You. Yes. Yes. And um, I'll listen to that playlist. Yeah, yeah we, we will. We'll and it. we will put your yeah. songs on the Peas playlist. Yeah, we have a Peas playlist too. So, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, oh, gorgeous, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wasn't Ellie awesome? Oh, just I just love women especially who know stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. My... And we need it. This is yeah, this episode's coming out a few days before our election here yep. in Australia. Yep. And so I just wanted people to think what how can we think about it from this lens? Yes. Absolutely. So yes, thank you thank to her. You. Go and follow her. Follow yes. every Australian counts. Okay, so tell me what made you cry this week. Okay, so what made me cry this week, which was um just a a grateful moment was that my mum came down and she did the ironing. Oh, brilliant. I hate ironing. Oh, yeah. And it was just, yep, she ironed away, watched awesome. some detective show on yep. TV and it <laughs> was lovely. What about you? Good. Um, well, This Is Us is coming to an end. I'm a broken record, you're, but it's very sad. You're a broken sad. woman about this. I am broken <laughs> and everyone is the same in all the groups, yep. all the social media, this oh. show. Oh. Anyway, I just sob. Sob, there's like one more episode to go as we a as recording. we record. Aww. So um, I'm bereft. Yes. Anyway, it's sad. <laughs> it is sad. Yep. Make a difference, Kate. Yep. Okay, so my make a difference, this is a weird one, but I have two dogs and I love them very much. Um, they are annoying, but I love them. And at nighttime, one of them sleeps. I know 
I know people are going to be grossed out by this. I don't care. They're my dogs. One sleeps up on the pillow next Cute, to me yes. and the other snuggles into Snuggling. my back. And I just – Oh, yeah. I feel loved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so they make a They're big so difference. so cute. I just love them. Yeah, yep. beautiful dogs. What about you? Um, Molly went for an overnight – uh, camp oh, with Special Olympics. Awesome. And so, but we had a Zoom, we had a Zoom last week and um, we had, what was organised was two women from a company called Respectful Relationships. Mm-hmm. And so there was a whole Zoom talking about how do we handle trickiness when we're away together. Mm-hmm. And it was just brilliant. Yeah. And so it was all about using thumbs up or thumbs down yep, or yep. putting our hands out and saying pause if people are making us feel okay. uncomfortable. Yep, yep. And Molly was like, we do this at school. <laughs> I we do know this all at school. This. I already know all this. I said, like, well, well, I don't. Yeah. And also there's lots of people in Special Olympics, lots of different ages. Mm, so mm. Um, it was terrific. I'm going to try and get those women on the podcast. Yeah. They were so ace. Yeah. And it reinforces it, Molly. And also, <laughs> yeah, and that's right. And also I thought I can start using this at home too because yes. you learn this at school but yes, I don't. Yes, So I can start saying pause. Yeah. We're just going to pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was really great, mm, mm, really mm. made a difference to oh, my cool, life. Yeah, cool. and also I bought some new boots Ooh. because long boots are coming back. Are so they? I went to the shops and I said, are long boots coming back? Because I don't want to buy them if they're not. No. And she goes, yep, they're coming back. I was like, okay. Wow. So I'm excited to have yeah. new boots. Yeah. They look so good under long dresses yeah, or over jeans. Yeah, I thought. Or, we haven't oh. been out for two years. No, we haven't. And plus I had boots probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. 10, I reckon, yeah. And they got destroyed yes. and I chucked them out. Yeah. So let's see oh, what exciting. they look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you laugh? Okay, so this really made me laugh and apologize. Apologies to anyone who might find this slightly offensive, but what are you still doing here? <laughs> um anyway, Woody says to me, Have you read the Bible? And mm. I said, I have actually. I have read it. And then um I said it's interesting because I was, you know, telling him what I thought the first people in the Bible, Adam and Eve, who were, were perfect, when their kids, one of them killed each other. So it makes me feel better about my parenting. <laughs> and um, anyway, he's like, all right. He goes, well, the main character dies, mum. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Jesus. Jesus dies in the Bible. Yes. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, imagine Harry Potter, but Harry dies. That's true. I was like, yeah, mate, the That's main character dies. dies. <laughs> Just, I laugh for a really long time. You have to have my upbringing to know what that's like. But it was just, yep. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my laugh. I have nothing. Sorry. That's okay. We've had lots of big weeks in Peeville at the moment. Yep. Um, Sorry to disappoint. That's all right. We will have laughs. Next always, week. there's always, always a new laugh around the corner. But for this well, week, she has got laughs that I have oh, tried I just told her one, about, but, but I can't, I can't tell, tell you. <laughs> but if just, I could tell you that one, you'd be on the floor yeah, crying. Just so you know, she does have laughs. I do have laughs, but but they're, they're so funny that she can't think of the <laughs> other ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Thank you, peas. Thank you, peas. Great review. Listening. We'll Go and follow Ellie. Week. We'll see you next week. Good luck in the election. Yes. Bye. <laughs>